The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by mini helmet contest the sgp mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free just go to sports slash helmet that's sports slash helmet we're also brought to you by our college football playoff props contest 200 gift card to the winner exclusively on the sgpn app Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Sagan, the Muddy Green, with my fellow Diehard Eagles, Rob and Justin. Eagles go down to the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately losing 40-34. to Gardner Minshew, eh, okay game, two interceptions. Maybe some of those are Quez Watkins' fault, four turnovers, and uh, ultimately a third and 30, which the the, the Cowboys converted really the back-breaking play Really annoying because you you can make tons of reasons why they shouldn't have won that game. It was the third road game. You're playing with your backup quarterback, but they were in that game the entire time and, and ha- even had a chance to win at the very end. Very frustrating loss. Rob, I assume you're going to blame most of this loss on Gannon. Yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, look, the four turnovers clearly didn't help, but this this is what exactly I've been fearful of all year about Gannon's defense. He plays, you know, a good QB, and I'm not saying Dak's the best QB, but, you know, they can certainly put up a lot of yards. Um, You know, I I think I saw somewhere we gave up first downs on 59% of late downs. We gave up the third and 30, uh, which is just unthinkable. I mean, even Gannon himself had to say that that wasn't ideal. Um, (laughs) That's really, you know, and it really just seemed like we were playing a lot of, you know, we played five man fronts. Then we lost men in coverage. You know, Dak was 25 of 35, 347 and three TDs. CD lamb ran all over us 10 for 122 TDs. You know, it just seemed like they, they threw the ball at will against us and, you know, if that front line is not getting pressure, uh, you know, quickly, I just fear that these good TV QBs in the playoffs uh, are going to pick us apart. Am, am I totally off here? Yeah, no, it was I- an interesting, you know, game, especially on the defensive side. I, I don't think you're wrong necessarily, Rob. I mean, it was definitely concerning. I mean, that that third and 30 was just such a backbreaker. Um, I, but it was a cover two from what I understand. And it should be, you know, it seemed like Josiah Scott just really screwed us there. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily the bad call, uh, but you know, we got beat on the play, which is unfortunate. I think that one was a backbreaker. That's kind of the game changer in my opinion, as you said, um, one thing I think he did do well though, is, I mean, they stopped the run. Uh, if you looked at 
Pollard's yards and Zeke's yards. I think that w- that's what we were trying to do is, if anything, Dak was going to have to beat us, and unfortunately he did. Um, you're right. It is it is concerning. Um, I will say, though, just kind of looking through, you know, who are the best quarterbacks in the league now? I mean, Dak's probably up there at this point. He's definitely top 10 if you look at the list. I was actually uh, – kind of uh, curious when I was looking through it to see, hey, who's somebody we got to be concerned about, you know, potentially in the playoffs. And he's he's probably one of those guys, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Sorry, Sean, what were you going to say? No, I just, I mean, you know, throwing Josiah Scott under the bus, I, I think, <laughs> you know, when we lost, losing Avante Maddox, to me, that was really the game changer. Like, he He's such a huge addition, and especially C.D. Lamb playing in the slot, you lose Avante Maddox. The the defense is so weird because, to Rob's point, like they let up a bunch of third downs, but the defense they still got a bunch of sacks. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you lose a turnover battle by negative three, there, uh, you know, you know, Eagles having four turnovers only creating one you're going to put yourself in a really tough spot. So I I don't know. I'm hoping this is an outlier game, but I am kind of getting worried about the secondary in general, you know, like Bradbury, Darius Slay, they haven't gotten a turnover. They haven't gotten an interception either of them in the last seven games. And then, you know, we've had injuries in the secondary secondary CJ GJ, not back for this game. And then Josiah Scott, like they got to figure out a way not to have that guy on the field. He's a, he's a massive, massive, um, liability. So yeah, I, I, I think Gannon definitely deserves some blame for the scheme, but they, it's annoying because the defensive line is playing so well and we're getting pressure. We're getting sacks. Hassan Reddick is having a career year. Uh, it's frustrating to have the back end kind of collapse here because uh, they, I, I think the defense was playing well up, up until this game. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it did see two defense gave up 20 points off of turnovers or 20 of the points came off of turnovers. I think three of those were in, you know, our 35 yard line. So it's kind of tough. I mean, obviously you still need to make stops, but when, you know, the, the offense is kind of handcuffing you to a certain extent there, it's unfortunate. And I mean, it kind of brings up Minshew's performance. I mean, if you look at the stat line, he played fairly well, but some of those passes he did, I feel like have a little bit of a, of a rough day. Um, Whereas like, I know Quez is to blame for, you know, the, the one interception, a lot of people are, are blaming him for, but if that's hurts throwing that pass, it's not up as high, you know, it should have been located lower, especially the second one. Um, And, and even just the handoff, I mean, you could say, he deserves maybe half the blame for that. I'd say maybe even a little more. It's something that's probably not going to happen if Hertz is out there. Um, and it's it's another unfortunate thing to the game. You know, we look at our two losses. One, the first one was to the commanders. We had uh, three turnovers, and then this one happens, and we have four. So, yeah, I got to tell you, we need to stop making excuses for Quez. He is not having a good year, uh, in my opinion, and. He's had, uh, you know, this game was poor. What was the other game? He had that huge fumble as well. well in the, in the uh, Commanders game. Yeah, it was in the, yeah, commanders, in the game. commanders game. I mean, I just, you know, I love the idea of him. I like the speed. It's just not bearing. And I, I don't know if it's because, you know, Devonta and Goddard and A.J. Brown just steal the show or if he's just not performing. But honestly, I... I almost want to see Pascal get some more touches uh, instead of Quez. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with you, Rob. There, you you would think, you know, uh, Pasquale, man, he he does the dirty work for us. I would like to also see him get in the mix. I think they're just two different types of players, though, too, which is which uh, is a little, um, which creates a little bit of a dynamic there. If you're going to try and get Pasquale in the mix a little more, yeah, I mean, that was the annoying thing is those those throws to Quez, those aren't his specialties. Like they were they weren't deep balls. They were like underneath stuff that should have been going to Goddard or even if you're gonna throw those kind of routes, throw it to Pascal or whatever. I it, it didn't, you know, I to to Rob's point, like yeah, Quez isn't having a great year uh by any means, but also like the type of plays where they he kind of got boxed out for the ball, like those aren't the type of throws you're throwing to Quez Watkins. Like he's not a big guy. Like you shouldn't be throwing balls for him to box out. Now, some of that's Gardner Minshew who, you know, he doesn't have amazing zip on the ball. He doesn't have amazing ball placement. Um, You know, he's a backup quarterback for a reason. So I, I don't know. I, I think some of that blame on the turnovers, certainly, you know, miles can't do that. Fumble back to back the Boston Scott. It's probably half Minshew's fault, but I think some of it deserves, uh, you know, to be on the, um, on the play callers on Sirianni and Steichen and like for throwing that underneath stuff to Quez. Cause that's not his game. It made no sense. Yeah, that's a stupid argument, Sean. I'm sorry. Um, you, you, <laughs> the, the play was there, right? And, and he blew it. Um, I, I don't think you can blame Sirianni or, um, you know, Steichen or whoever for calling a play that, that should have worked, um, for Quez just not making the play or for, you know, screwing it up. So, um, you know, and Miles Sanders, obviously that's a bad fumble. I, I can't get on him too much. It's his first fumble of the year. Look, running backs are going to fumble eventually. So, um, but the Quez is just concerning to me. I, I just, you know, I, you probably more than anyone had super high hopes for him coming into the year. And and I just don't think he's lived up for it. And and I think we just have to call that out. Yeah. Well, Rob, um, he actually, it was his uh, second fumble. So Sanders back to back games, not okay. second not first one. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it was just, again, it felt a lot like the commander's game where, we made a bunch of mistakes to keep the other team in it, but even at the end, we were still, you know, we still had a shot to get the W, but frustrating because we, we, I mean, man, we should have won that game. All right. Moving over to the season. Uh, obviously Lane Johnson decides not to get surgery. He's uh, he he's, he's going to play through it. Although he's, he's shutting it down for the regular season confirms he'll be back for the playoffs. It brings up an interesting point of what we should do on the offensive line. The simple solution is just to put uh, Driscoll there at right tackle, or we could put Andre Dillard in at left tackle and move Mylotta over to right tackle. Of course, Andre Dillard famously cannot play on the right side of the line, uh, <laughs> as we've seen. I- I'm leaning to just playing Driscoll, but I I, I think you could make a good case to you know, put in Dillard at left tackle and kick my lotto over. I don't know. What do you, what are your guys thoughts? I'm going to keep my lot on the left side. I, I don't want to switch things up too much. Um, you know, have Driscoll come out, 
uh, play right, see what takes place and how he handles it. And yeah, if you got to make a move, you make a move. But I, I think, you know, he's had enough experience where he should be able to handle the situation. Uh, maybe the playoffs get a little too big for him with, you know, the type of teams we end up going up against. And you got to make a move, but I, I'm fine with kind of keeping it status quo and next man up. Don't, don't move the line too much and start shifting my lot over um, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I would mess with it. I'd keep my lot at left tackle. He's comfortable there. Um, you know, I also think there's something to be said. You get used to who you're playing next to. So, um, you know, you start shifting guys around, and I think it can affect the whole line uh, because now, you know, my lot is, you know, playing next to someone else. And and could he, could he adjust? Yeah, sure. I don't think it'd be a huge deal, but I would at least give Driscoll the shot, especially – uh, you know, for the next game to see how it goes. And if you need to adjust something for the playoffs, if Lane has to come out again, hopefully not. Hopefully he'll be able to play, as you said. Um, but I would see how it goes. Yeah, no, it is scary not having Lane Johnson because you look at those splits with and without Lane Johnson, and he just we just seem to not win as many games when he's not out there. I, I guess, obviously, in those years as well, or, you know, in like 20, I think, what was it, 2016, he missed a bunch of time. In 2019, missed some time there. Uh, you know, some of the steroids, some of the injuries. Uh, but, you know, obviously those teams aren't as good. I, I don't know. Do you think, are are we worried about like a huge fall off for the offensive line? Because that's been a strength of this team. First of all, I don't know if it was steroids, Sean. I think you're taking a leap there. Um, Lane Johnson? Just, uh, I, I don't know. Was it? I don't remember yeah. that. No, he got he got a or performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, there was some kind. Yeah, he he. There was a a, a thing of violating the policy and uh, for the <laughs> suspension. I don't know that it was he was taking steroids though. I think you're you're going out taking Rob- a little leap. <laughs> All right. Rob's worried about the legal implication of potentially getting that wrong. No, I'm not. I'm just sticking up for Lane. I'm, uh, you know, he's a great eagle. <laughs> Can't disagree so. with that. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digest. Where do we leave off? <laughs> I digest. Um, I don't digress. know. Sorry. Justin, what's your take? Past my bedtime. On, on Lane Johnson uh, being out and not like he was uh, out previously for performance enhancing drugs, of which we do not know the specifics. What's your take? Uh, what on him being out for performance enhancing drugs? I'm sure weighing on that as well. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'll pass on that. No, I'm, I, I guess my biggest concern is, uh, you know, I get he's going to fight through it. He's he's uh, not going to have the surgery till after the season. I'm curious, you know. Um, I guess you get pumped up with shots and whatnot to make sure that you're you're able to you know not feel the pain and get through it. But uh, I wonder how he's how much of a percentage he's going to be of his Lane Johnson self being in there. You know, is he, is he going to be eighty percent with that injury? What's going to happen in the playoffs? So it is a little concerning that you know uh, on that right side, like how well is he going to play? And if we watch Driscoll the next couple weeks. Is there a chance that, you know, maybe he plays really well? And um, depending upon how bad that injury is to Lane, is he more of a liability if we play him than not? Now, I don't think so, right? His talent-wise, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, but who knows? 
you know. No, Driscoll, I mean, you know, Driscoll's look good or at least decent. Like he uh from what I remember, like when he's come in there, it's not like the team has has completely fallen apart, you know. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that the last Cowboys game, right? When when Lane came out, we had a bit of an issue on the right side there with Micah. But no, you're right. He's he's held it up well. He, he could potentially be, you know, especially if we could put on a little run uh, when Vitae came in for Peters. You know, he played well at, at left tackle. Maybe Driscoll could do the same for us at right tackle. Yeah, and, and New Orleans doesn't have a crazy pass rush. There's no, you know, we don't have to face Micah Parsons, no Bosa. Uh, next couple games here, so hopefully he can he can uh, keep it in check there. But J- Justin, what's your you you got a you got some positive uh, stuff here on the Eagles season? Yeah, I mean it's it seems like this past week losing the Cowboys, everything's been so down and dreary. Even myself, you know. But I mean it. I think it's quite an accomplishment that you know we got three players over a thousand yards here. With AJ's got over thirteen hundred now, receiving yards. Um, Devonte has over a thousand now. He was able to accomplish this uh, this past game. He had over a hundred yards, uh, so that puts him over a thousand for the year. And then Miles, I mean, we were hoping he would finally have a season like this. Unfortunately, he had the fumble in the game, but um, he's at uh, well over a thousand now with uh, uh, one thousand one hundred and seventy-five. And I can't remember, you know, a trio like this uh, in past history. In you know. <clears throat> Uh, in recent memory, I guess I should say. Uh, so it's it's quite an accomplishment for what we've been able to achieve, and credit to these guys. Yeah, no, they've been. I mean, it's you would have. It's weird because you would have assumed um, that they would kind of eat away from each other as far as like the catches, the yards. Again, you know, maybe that's partly why Quez has struggled. Like he hasn't really found a role in the offense because. Devonta Smith, like, you know, there was a big concern coming into the season. Like, Hey, is he still going to be able to dominate, um, you know, with, with AJ Brown coming to town, but they both thrived and, and both uh, looking pretty good. It's, it's been yeah, the, the interesting thing too, is, I mean, AJ has 80 receptions and Devonte has 79. So like you said, it's so evenly spread. It's nice to see. Taking a quick break to talk about win bet. That's right. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Oh man. Bet a hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollar free bet. Got to get down on that. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games. The day of so much to choose for from uh, fire up the uh, win, build your own bet, put together a sweet Eagles, same game parlay, AKA win, build your own bet sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. So they know we sent you sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subjects change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available. If you're somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And again, uh, make sure you get in on the SGP mini helmet contest, sports gambling podcast.com slash helmet and the college football playoff prop contest, $200 to the winner on the SGPN app. Last but not least, Underdog Fantasy. That's right. You can play weekly games, Battle Royale, or you can do playoff fantasy football. You, that's right. You can draft your teams now. Uh, it's a super fun format. Again, uh, fun to fun to draft some Eagles, get ahead of the game. They also have daily games for NBA and NHL. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, get the 100% deposit match up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. 
Yeah, and they're uh, actually they're both in the mix for most catches for a uh, Eagles receiver all time. Little uh, trivia: Do you guys know who has the record for most Eagles receptions in a season? Mike Quick. I mean, yes. most. Oh, I would say uh, Ertz. Well, you're right, Ertz, but uh, you know, non non tight end or running back. Oh, sorry. To that'd be my next guess. I don't know. No, To's not. Uh, to his his uh, most catches in a year for To was seventy seven. It was actually Irving Fryer, nineteen ninety six. Mm. He had eighty eight catches. Oh. And then uh, 1997, he had 86. Macklin with 85. Jordan Matthews, 85. Macklin. It is crazy. Like the top three are Zach Ertz in 2018 had 116 catches. That was an insane year. Should have got all, all pro over George Kittle. Still annoyed at that. And then <laughs> Brian Westbrook had 90 catches in 2007. And then Zach Ertz again in uh 2019 had 88 catches so it's crazy we've never we've never had a uh eagles receiver have 90 catches and now uh, you know both these guys are right there in the mix obviously now it's a 17 game season we'll see if they uh if they end up playing moving on yeah the interesting the other thing too and this probably won't happen now with hurts out but i mean i think hurts has like 700 some rushing yards too so you know, if he played every game this season, conceivably, he could have been close to a thousand yards rushing too. Yeah, no, that would have been insane. I, I'm trying to remember um, off the top of my head there who had the most um, rushing yards for the Eagles at the quarterback position. I'm I'm assuming it's uh, Cunningham in one of those years. Although McNabb had a, had a couple of pretty good years. I'm trying to that one year Vic was really good. Um, that's a great question. But yeah, I mean, Hertz is is certainly in there. Yeah, Cunningham had 942 um in 1990. Hertz actually wow. had seven Hertz had 784 last season, and that was even with missing a couple games. So yeah. Um he would he he Hertz got to um seven eighty-four and fifteen games last year. That's crazy though. Like Cunningham had nine forty-two. And on only 118 attempts, eight yards per carry. Um, Hertz is sitting, you know, around six ish. Vic never got up there. He was like 676 was his best. But yeah, I mean, it, they're all kind of having historic years. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, speaking of rushing the ball, for me against the New Orleans Saints, this has to be a Miles Sanders game, I think. Um, I don't know how much we can, you know, sure. Uh, Gardner looked pretty solid, but I would love to see Miles Sanders have a really big game. I mean, he had 21 carries against the Cowboys. Only I think it was like 65 yards. Didn't get in the end zone. Um, I think this is a this is a big spot for him. New Orleans rush defense, 21st in the league in DVOA. Uh, for me, the key to the game is just getting Miles Sanders going, getting you know taking the ball out of Gardner's hands, and then once you get uh, Miles Sanders going. You know, do a little play action, make it easy for Gardner Minshew. Um, and I would imagine we can push their, you know, their D line around a little bit. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with you, Sean. I, I think actually it comes down to our offensive line and their defensive line. Um, if we're going to win this game, I mean, as we talk, Lane's going to be out. Uh, we got to see how these guys all mesh together out there. Um, and, you know, they got Cam Jordan. They got Davenport. You know, they're top 10 in sacks. I think they have 40 for the season right now. Um, so I, I think it just comes down to the physicality within the trenches. As you said, though, too, I don't disagree. I, I think Hopefully you can make things a little bit easier for Minshew this game compared to last. Um, if we could simplify things a bit, maybe it makes the passes a little bit easier. And uh, we don't have to lose the game due to turnovers. Yeah, I yeah. just think this is a redemption game in general. I think that we just, you know, I'm just going to be looking for how does the team bounce back, right? I mean, the defense, I think, was not good last week. I, I don't think Gannon called a good game. And, you know, I, I, I suspect they'll probably have a good game this week because there's no good quarterback and the Saints don't really have any, you know. I mean, Kamara's there. He's a weapon, obviously. And I think I did see he's playing this week. Um, but, you know. Uh, this is probably a game that our defense will play great because there's really nothing, you know, no real throwing threat. I mean, who are their receivers these days? They they don't have any real threat at the moment. Uh, you know, Thomas was out for yeah, Olave. Yeah, they are yeah. getting Olave back. Um, I don't okay. know how healthy he'll be, but um, he he could he could be a handful. But hopefully, we can again. This is up to Gannon. You know, we have two really good quarterbacks. Just don't let them get match up with Josiah Scott. And I I don't even know. Do you guys think Josiah Scott plays? Because there's talk about you know putting uh, Anthony Harris out there and then moving Reed Blankenship over the slot corner or or if if CJ sorry if, actually it's more if CJ GJ comes back moving him to slot corner he's not activated yet to practice so i he's probably not going to play but um yeah i i would worry if 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 new orleans can scheme up ways to get olave on Josiah Scott i think that's their best bet but you know it's a back to back road game for the saints team a dome team um we just got to bring the intensity and to rob's point yeah it's a, it's a massive bounce back game here yeah, I don't disagree with you there, Sean and Rob. Uh, I, I think in the end, though, you know, it's going to be a close one. Um, I put down 24-23. Um, I don't know if it comes down to a game-winning drive, but just just from last week, I, I can't call a blowout at this point. Things, uh, things seem to be close, especially on the defensive side of the ball, as Rob pointed out, you know, and, and you pointed out with Maddox being out, Sean. So I'm going to say it's going to be a close one. I don't think we cover, but I do think we win. Uh, I got us down for 24-23. Player of the game, um, I'm going to say is Minshew. I think he has a bounce-back game, gets at least three touchdowns for us. Um, and, yeah, we go home with victory. 2423. And uh, right now, over at WinBet, sportsgamblingpackets.com slash WinBet, the Saints, five and a half point dogs, plus 220 on the money line. No one wants to bet on that. Over under sitting at 41. <laughs> uh, that to me sounds about right as far as the total. I'm going to say, uh, I'm with Rob, though. I, I think this is a bounce back game for the defense. Uh, I think we barely get the cover. I'm going to say 27 21. And I think Miles Sanders, uh, two touchdowns would be my uh would be my like bold prediction there. I'm gonna make him the uh diehard Eagles player of the game for myself. So you got Minshew thrown for three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, and uh I it looks like right, Gardner's gonna start as of today from what it looks like Hurts probably is out. 
Yeah, they, he was they, doubtful. They listed him as listed doubtful. as doubtful. I so. feel like guys never play when they're doubtful. Yeah, same. So I'll go with Garner. Rob, what do you got? I think it's going to be pretty tight too. I'm going to say twenty-one. Well, I'll say twenty-one fourteen. Maybe not that tight, um, but. I don't think it's going to be a game where it feels like a blowout, but I think it's a game that we win. Um, I'm going to say the player of the game is Goddard. I think yeah. Goddard and Minshew have a decent connection. I could see him having a TD and, you know, 80 plus yards um, in this game. Um, you know, I, I, I think the most important thing in this is just we need to get the W so we can rest everyone next week. Um, but I, like I said, I do want to see the defense, uh, especially bounce back. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a little worrisome, the defense, but I do think this is a, this is an offense we can really push around. And in a weird way, I almost would have been more nervous about this game. Obviously if we would have won the, the game against Dallas, we wouldn't have needed this, but I think the fact that we lost against Dallas, now we're coming back with the home game. This is a huge wake up call for the team. So uh, don't forget about that draft pick too. Yeah. We needed yeah. it regardless. <laughs> yeah. We need to get, yeah. We're going to get the draft pick, uh, knock them up a little bit and uh, knock them, knock them officially out of the playoffs. I don't think any of us specified, but we are all predicting the Eagles to win. I think we just uh, said the score and then started reading it off as if, uh, it was a sure thing. I, again, I think I'd be more concerned about the game if they hadn't just lost to Dallas. Huge bounce back spot. Let's go. Hopefully we uh, have it locked up next week and we can start talking about playoff scenarios. Give us a follow on Twitter at DieHardEagles52 for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green. For Rob, for Justin, go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds.